Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ Kate and Bea. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are a Neighbours Recap Podcast. We are Three adult women who watch Neighbours and discuss it as a form of self-care. I'm Vaya. CJ's here. Hello. Kate. Hi, everybody. Well, aren't we just feeling rejuvenated? <laughs> we really are. I. When was the last time we podcasted weekly? Well, 2022. I don't, I don't even think we did it a year ago when I was last on. We don't, we don't recall the dark year when no. we had like oh. 17 episodes a week to listen to. The oh. before times. Can you even cope with what's happened this week? Oh, no. It's a lot to take in that they haven't been around for two years, like in the mm. in the storyline. And it's, I don't know, like we've got a lot of work to do. So much work. I had to watch these ep- the first episode three times. Mm-hmm. Had, had to. I mean, I had to. Because mm. there's just a lot to absorb and there's a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of red herrings. And, and we're all the Mark Brennan maths meme. Yeah, the mm. whole time. Because let's just straight in. No business, nothing. We're going straight in to episode 8904, I believe, of A New Era. Neighbours, a new chapter. A new chapter. Oh, you, you, you're accepting it? A new chapter? Yeah. Well, for now, for this week, they yeah. can't, next week they can't call it anything weird. Yeah. I just want, I want ceramic pigs next week. Well, I have a theory from friend of the pod, Sarah, that... Because there was that, there's a moment where Toadie throws the pig charm into the bin that maybe they're now like closing the chapter on ceramic pig storylines going forward. <sighs> I just feel like Toadie throwing that in the bin, like either Toadie's become an asshole <laughs> or this is just like, yeah, I'll get my tinfoil hat on here, my Mark Brandon confused face. I feel there's something hinky going on. There's something NQR, as we like to say. It's a grocery store chain, not quite right, Mm. where things are a little bit beyond the use-by date. Mm. They're still okay to eat, but something ain't right. And I know the big wigs that are behind this show. I don't know them, but I know their form. Mm. I know... When there's a when Guy Fawkes turns up in a sex tub, okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or when a doppelganger arrives with a love child, like or, nothing is as it seems, or a groom's at the altar and he hears, "I slept with your sister." <laughs> there's always another shoe that's going to drop, and I don't think it's dropped. And I feel a little unwilling to hand myself over. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else mm-hmm. feel that way? There yeah. are people on our Facebook group that are just fully talking like like everything is set in stone this week. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, 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 guys! Like, pull up the pony. Can we, can we go? Can we go into theories now, or do we want to talk about what actually happened first? Maybe if I could talk a, about my theory as, just as an overarching umbrella of, you know, okay. could cloud the storyline. Okay. You start, and then I'll pick up my my theory when it feel when the vibe feels right. Okay. CJ, do you even have one? A theory? Oh, I, 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 a couple. Okay. Let, let's. Okay. I, I want uh, Kate Stradamus. Kick us off, Kate yeah. Stradamus. Yeah, you've okay. got form. Okay, it's a bit grim, my idea, so oh. it's probably not true. It's good that we're not ending on it then. Um, I think Harold, well, I think Harold's got dementia, which I think is yeah. probably a fact, but this is all of his fantasy and it's all his brain synapses and neurons kind of last misfirings going oh. off and this mm. is all his like weird hallucinations or whatever. 
because remember in Neighbours versus Zombies? Sure do. Where like we could barely see anything because they did the the terrible dark filter and everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now that wedding was bloody so bathed in light mm. it could have been in heaven. And there were heaps of scenes that were really washed out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Harold really didn't like Melanie, and he always said that she'd been a bad stepmom, whereas her actual stepchildren said, no, we loved her. Right. Um, and and that's then, right. Didn't he apologise for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then suddenly, apparently, our Mel, our beautiful Mel, who had gone through a lot with little Nellie, remember when she was the bloody Madame Zelda? at the Yeah, and like helping her deal with her grief with her yeah. mum and... Al Mel is a very sensitive lady who'd been through some shit with those kids. Apparently she was just like, nah, this is too fucking hard. I mean, we don't know. We'll, we'll, hit the, yeah, hit the road. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know what grade two had in store. Yeah, when Nellie could have bought home gastro. <laughs> That'll do it. But then we are meant to believe that a woman who didn't like her own children, let alone strangers' children, is now suddenly stepmother of the year. Okay, mm. so that's, yep, that's a good theory. And we'll pick up my theory down the road because we need to get into this wedding day. We jump straight back in like we never left, except we have left. It's nearly been, it's almost real time, this two years thing. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Everyone's like, oh, two years, two years. And it's like, well, it's one <laughs> anyway. So it's, yeah, two years. And I'm, oh, okay, let me get this off my chest. I turn on, I run home from an errand because it's the middle of the day. Well, it's, 4, it's 4.25 in the afternoon and I'm hopping home from the post office and I get in and I turn on the television at 4.29. I'm like four minutes late to the brand new neighbours. Mm. I was so pissed off because like you, I turned it on at 4.29 thinking, oh, well, I'm, I'm prepped. Because we have lives. I went off on Twitter and I tagged Neighbours, I tagged Channel 10 Good. saying that Channel 10 is screwing over Neighbours fans from the very start. And you know, give it a fighting chance because my series link is set up and it cut off two days later, it cut off the start of Wednesday. <sighs> so what are we supposed to do here? I'm, ugh, I'm not, it's not That's okay. Upsetting. It's not it, the it start we need. It should not be a variable start to it. Like what, like, it should be a constant. I can't, cannot understand that a show that runs for a set length, like Bold and the Beautiful, that's on before it, it doesn't suddenly extend for another five minutes. And if and if it has to be a variable, and if it has to be a variable, then the variable should err on the side of after four thirty, so that you turn mm. on, mm. you have to catch the end of the Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah, and go. Oh, that looks alright. I might watch that tomorrow. Mm. And then four thirty two neighbors starts. Mm. Anyway, whatever. Not okay with it. There's the bigger problems out there, like our free V friends in the UK who have to keep turning it off quickly so they don't accidentally watch Little House on the Prairie afterwards. <laughs> More power to you guys. Good luck out there. Well, I, I've i never been early for anything in my life. I'm normally 15 minutes late for everything. And for some reason, I decided to turn it on at 4.20. <laughs> so I got it. Oh, you did it, CJ. Yeah. Well, So what you got was a very long monologue from Susan Kennedy recapping the mm-hmm. finale, which we all watched 100 times. So we didn't need that recap. But thank you, Susan. And the first words spoken were... Melbourne, Australia, mm-hmm. which I appreciated. That's where we are. That's where this podcast is beamed out from. Mm-hmm. I, I loved that it was like the furthest place that you could get from anywhere. And that's very true. <laughs> yeah. Other than like Antarctica. Like a David was Attenborough that, beginning. The, um, Jerry Seinfeld called it the, the asshole of the world. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jerry. But yeah, you're right. It was a monologue. So it start as it had ended. Yeah, with Susan. And reminding us about the perfect blend. Now it, she's, she says we're going to come together to celebrate again. Mm. And we open with a new family, which we'll get to, but I do love, which I just watched tonight because I missed the scene at first, but the scene where 
one of the teenage boys is speeding into the street, screeching into the street because he's on his L plates. I love that. We don't get much L plate action. Mm. So that's great. Um, and then the new family piles out of the car and we'll, we'll get to them because we then find out that there's a wedding, it's someone's wedding day and there are clues planted throughout and everyone's getting ready and getting excited. And I think the biggest yelp for me was that when we see Dimmy, Daniel and Imogen have flown out mm. from California to be with, we presume, the bride. So that was my biggest shock of the mm. episode, Ew. seeing NCZ there. Because why the hell would he come to his uncle's wedding after he's been called a non-contributing zero? Yeah, and I don't think Paul ever walked that back. <laughs> he's no, like, no, that still stands. Not wrong. Yeah, no, not wrong at all. But I was, I was even from a, like an actor point of view, I expected, I wanted to see Imogen. I said on this podcast I thought maybe Imogen was going to be getting married. Yeah, to Callum. Yeah, that's a pity that didn't happen. But you, they did stand very close to each other, which was a good I pick mean, up for me. if they slipped over. And lovely to see friend of the pod, Ariel Kaplan, go back and listen to her episode. Mm-hmm. And what, great that they kept it a secret. It was good that there were a few things that we didn't know oh, that were thank coming. goodness, because I swear we were spoiled on every single thing when it came to the final episodes. I know. I, I actually thought that that spoiling of the, of the wedding was so fake. When we recorded yeah. last week, I I really thought they wouldn't have carelessly let that out. We just shrugged it off like f- fake news. Yeah. But not even like, gosh, that would be so shocking. Just that's completely implausible. What yeah, are you even doing mentioning this? It is still yeah. implausible now. Yes, correct. So, I mean, they're age appropriate. Hmm. That's probably the most shocking because <laughs> these weddings usually aren't. But we don't need to go beat by beat because really I just keep thinking about the end. So there's clues planted throughout the episode, who's getting married. There's a moment where Tarage picks up an, uh, what we believe is the vow renewal invitation for her and Paul. a good idea because they only had Paul's ex-wives at their last wedding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the Elvis. Twins. Yeah. <laughs> and then we see this scene between Toad and Melanie. Mm. and there's Which is weird. The scene was weird. It was mm. yep, yeah, not quite right. And there were ceramic pigs in the background. Mm-hmm. And days later, days later, like it comes into our feed that this is a flashback. Yeah. yeah. See, that was the thing. I was like, well, everybody else is at this wedding, so Mel didn't cop an invite, but she lives in Toadie's house with him. Like, yeah, fuck. Justice for our Melanie. Mm. So there's clearly flashbacks that we are not meant to know are flashbacks because that was not signposted as a flashback. It looks the same as no. everything else. Yeah. Well, I watched it again tonight at the hairdresser and Toady is leaning over the present that he's wrapping when he flashes between real life and flashback. Mm. He's wearing the same shirt. Yeah, so how Matt look? What classy groom he is. Because isn't that the thing that as he's leaning over wrapping the present, isn't that like real day? And then because he's wrapping a present for Susan. He's wrapping a present for Susan to oh, be celebrate. officiating. Look, yeah. we can't. I'm confused. I'm We're, so confused okay. by this whole thing. We are, okay, in the old days honest, at, but at the same time, much like watching The Traitors, I'm confused and I don't care <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Because, look, it's 2023. We are watching on social media. We are di- talking to each other. We are. We are bloody, like, we've got a pin board with string and yeah, pins and, yeah. Rank, at 4.30, well, um, I have coined, it seems I've coined a new trend called The Neighbours Knockoff, which is 4.30, work day's done. Hmm. Time to watch Neighbours. And look, we're trying to tidy up. I actually put I put a girl on hold. Well, my workmate 
we were doing a very important meeting for the other show, for the show I work on. And I just said to her, can we pick this up at five o'clock? And I put that off for half an hour. So look, we've got stuff to do. I can't be looking at what way Toadie's holding a book. I can't do that. Full, a full shout out to my colleagues that fully accepted me having my lunch break at 4.30 <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> I took the laptop to the couch and watched it on the TV. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. I don't know, I was actually a bit nervous on Monday. I had butterflies because mm. I just didn't know what was going to hit me. It was very exciting to just kind of like lie down on the couch again, tuck myself in. And I was actually, I much prefer 4.30 to 6.30. Yeah. It's a, it's a good little treat at 4.30 yeah. and gets it done. Yeah. Jobs, the job's yeah. done and enjoy I, your evening. I used to be like, oh, there's a story on the news coming up that I want to watch. <laughs> oh. But yeah, now I'm like, well, I'm free to watch all the boring bits of the news. Also, our friends overseas are watching it at any time of day or yeah. night. They're well, watching it, it over brekkie. It drops mm. half an hour before us. Which oh, over I'm, there at 7am. Yeah. Though with daylight savings coming up soon in the next few weeks, I think we will become half an hour before them. Oh. So... The scene, I watched that again, this flashback scene today, and I was thinking if I was Mel, because they say Toadie addresses that they're having a weirdness in their relationship Mm, right now. And he said, I know things are weird right now, but I want to let you know I'm not going to forget our wedding day. Like what a weird. And how happy I was that day. Yeah, I'm not now because you're a shit stepmom, I guess is is the key. But I was just like. I was thinking, like, what a weird thing to say. Also, everyone I know, most people I know that have got married are like, God, I was stressed that day. <laughs> God, that was a hectic day. I wasn't stressed at all and I can't remember a thing. <laughs> I just remember my maid of honour saying to me, oh, no, me saying, is that rain out there? And she goes, it's not rain, it's sea spray. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I can tell it's rain. She's like, it's sea spray. <laughs> Don't look. Did she, was she worried you were going to crack? Yeah, crack it? yeah, yeah, she was. But it, look, it was. It was very misty, fine rain that passed very quickly. I mean, Sounds it would, like have, been, a, would a, have been actually terrifying if it, was sea, if it was sea spray. I mean, we were close to the beach, but yeah. it would have been like a tsunami. You're going to have a little Rebecca wedding out there. <laughs> yeah, I think like a misty day with We Know the Music that you chose. It sounds like an 80s film clip. <laughs> uh, for newcomers, Kate walked down the aisle to Angry Anderson suddenly, which might be familiar to you. I do recommend it. So... Look, we then see that Paul is dressed up and turns around and he's in, in a, a tux. Tux the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, so they're Black saying tie. they're trying to tell us he's going to be at the wedding as the groom. Yeah. And then we go to the winery, of course. It's a uh, winery. winery, W-H-Y. No, guys, this is great because we get to go and visit it for, as a pod. Well, true. Yeah, but, I mean, we uh, can the go The summer's anyway. coming up. It will be nice. It'll just be snakes, but that'll be all right. I need to point out, we see Leo and Abigail <gasps> on, at the complex yeah. with Lucy and Paul. Um, and Leo's just, he's knocking about with a big vase. <laughs> and is that, you know, Mama's ashes? <laughs> oh, yeah, she's dead. That's, that's <laughs> right. And they're like, how are the preparations going? And he's like, great now that I've got two helpers. And he yeah. looks over at Mackenzie and Sadie. I'm like, yeah, which don't look like they're can, helping at all. No. But highlight for the week. Little Abigail. What a precious little button. Gorgeous. What a cute little gal. And she's wearing like the Gilmore Girls, like party dress. Oh, yeah. She's heaven. Someone cares for her. I I can't imagine she's acting. She's going to have the three-nager situation like my three-year-old does, but surely we'll see evidence of it at some point. Mm. 
Um, so, yeah, they're hosting at the winery. The, the, the winery staff are lined up like a footman at Downton Abbey waiting for the bride to come down the aisle. That is so funny. They're standing behind the last row of seats, which are, the seats are very COVID safe, I'd say. There's like lots of um, empty seats in there. So they're, they're forming a good, you know, quarter of the audience, the, the staff. Do you reckon a few people just fully noped out of it and went, ah, like, I'm no, not going to this. I am not buying a present for these charlatans. And then we get down the aisle. Oh, no, best part for me oh, yeah. is looking down the aisle and the bloody wedding car, like you said earlier, is like Herbie, Herbie the love bug, <laughs> one of the guests, because it's parked that close <laughs> to the actual guest. Which at this point could very well be a talking car yeah, with no. this weird fantasy land we're in now. Aruga. <laughs> because the next thing that comes out of Susan's mouth is, well, we look down the aisle, Paul's seated as a wedding guest, and then Susan says... We're here for the wedding of Toadie and Therese. Not of Therese. And Toadie. Toadie. And then Toadie does like this. She doesn't even say Toadfish. Yeah, she see, that's formal the big, that's, name. That's around like. <laughs> wow. That is this this man, Jared Vincenzo Rebecca. <laughs> but Angie's there. Angie was there. I mean. Big Kev didn't go. I was. Oh, maybe he's not with us anymore. Big Kev. Oh, it's two years, remember? He's, he's, no, in, no. he's in the vase with Leo's mum. He's hanging out with Stoney. Like. Cracking tinnies. <laughs> um, but no, absolutely overjoyed oh, yeah, to Stoney. see Angie. It was, it was like the opposite, opposite of seeing Puffy. NCZ. Puffy wasn't there. Okay, so Toadie and Therese. Mm. Puffy. This is the bombshell, right? The big bombshell. But to me, it's not even a bombshell because it doesn't compute. Yeah, well, I, I just don't believe it. The whole thing is that, so it's mentioned, Imi mentions that Piper doesn't approve. Yeah. She Piper couldn't be bothered going she, from Adelaide. No, 35-minute flight? No. No. Imi was even going to pay for it. How sad for Piper that two years on and she's still living in Adelaide with Tyler. That's oh. grim. That is grim. And I, I'm allowed to say that now because I've got a new workmate who's from Adelaide and she cops a lot of flack from us from being from Adelaide. Do you get to say things like just, some of my friends are from Adelaide? Yeah. No, I feel sad for her. I, do, I honestly do because I feel she's in some sort of abusive relationship. Yeah, and she mm. can't get out of Adelaide. Yeah. Well, first she was locked into being bloody face carer for a very long time. Mm. That poor kid, she had dreams. She was going to be a... Vlogger? YouTuber. Vlogger. Yeah. That's what I was trying to she think could, of. Yeah. She could be on TikTok by now if she'd oh. played her cards oh, you know what right. what she's doing. Only fans. Oh, I Good. blame Tyler. Yeah, well, I hope she's making a mint. Actually, probably. true. Yeah, she's yeah, probably yeah. doing great. She's yeah. got OnlyFans working she's for her. Probably, you know, can't hop in the spa on camera. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> clean the spa. I've got to get on for my fans. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole concept is that they're not there. You know, we know Puff is not there. We just realised Stoney's not there. Big Kev's either not there or dead. And the thing is, is like. We're meant to believe that no one approves of it. Mm. But also, like, there's nothing essentially wrong with either of no, these people. It's so just, why? It's just, it's like that friend who can't be single. Like, oh, I went yeah. to your wedding. Okay, and you got to, and now I'm going to your other wedding. All right. I'm pretty sure I'm still paying off the last present I got you, but okay. The, mm. the thing is, um, Tarage is an adult. Toady is not an adult, despite being a widow twice. Mm. You know, like, he's just. He's still a man child. She's been married to a man child mm. and mm. she was sick of that shit. Yeah. I also didn't believe her with Gazcan and Toadie's oh, possibly God. the same flavour as Gazcan. Okay, so what does ring true is Tarage making wackadoodle relationship choices. Yeah. Toad Rage, by the way, is a name. I think we've called one of our podcast episodes Toad Rage. 
But I think that was because, like, Toadie was going to actually crash into something. Right. Not because it was a ship. But Craig on the Neighbours Council has rolled with toad rage and so we've picked oh, it up. We can use Catatonia's road rage for it. <laughs> well, I was going to just go out. I you was just give gonna... me toad rage. We're going to go with live musical stings this, this time around just for ease and efficiency and expediency. But what – okay, when we convened last week, I said, have Toadie and Therese ever even been in a room together? Have they ever had any chemistry? Well, someone t- pointed out that they have – run the Sonia and Becky Foundation together. Oh, that's, that's a guaranteed leg is, opener, yeah, that one. Does that, <laughs> what better way to connect than by memorialising your previous spouse? The second dead wife. Yeah. Didn't he also have that – didn't that woman work with him, the nurse, the one that stole the baby with um, – Cindy? No. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, Bell Bell? Um, no. No, the one that was very boring. Gosh. Audrey. Oh, oh Audrey. <laughs> So, like, he's got form at picking up women at his dead wife's foundation, doesn't he? Um. Oh. So then it comes out. The, the other weird thing is that there's people that are against it. There's empty chairs. Piper's not there. Susan's not on board even though she's officiating. Mm. So she'll take the pay, paycheck. Don't worry Cal, about it. Cal Kennedy hasn't bothered to shave. The other weird thing is people yeah, people are opposed to it, but then you've got people that are going over the top gushing about it. Like, Toad is ridiculously happy. Oh, they're ob- obscenely happy. Mm. But, but we saw the flashbacks. He was thrilled to be getting married to Mel. Yeah, they, it was glorious. It, it was, was joyous. Joy. Yeah. And then there's like a bit of a side eye, like are the kids okay? And but, I mean, the kids look pretty bloody happy in the audience, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. And, and Callum? You think he would be given a slight side eye at this situation, but he seemed very happy about it. I mean, it. side note, it's been two years, but Nellie looks like she could also be going for her driver's learner's test as well. She's grown more than two years. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't understand because, like, Susan, for instance, loves Therese, yeah. loves Toadie. Why would she be against it? Particularly if Mel had left him for dust, you know? And obviously poor Therese has been through, you know, 15 incarnations with Paul. You know what Toad loves? He loves a woman with a problem. He loves he loves fixing it. Especially because... Yeah, they, they sound urban dictionary, <gasps> Captain Save-A-Ho. No. <laughs> what? It's rage. Remember? Let me no. Sonia was counselling no, no, her. I'm judging you for the urban dictionary. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I think I've seen it on Twitter as well. Okay, okay. But no, it's he loves Twitter's to turned. fix a woman with a big problem. And do you know that Therese and Sonia used to go to Everything's Anonymous together? Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's, that's where he's finding his partners. Mm. I, look, I don't like it. I don't like it. And I actually, not only do I not like it, it's not true. It's a yeah. sham. I don't like it and I don't believe it. And bloody... This Mel slander, I'm just not here no. for it. Do you want to know my theory? Okay, yes. Because I've, I've been boiling away with it. And we we went, CJ and I went live on our YouTube channel, Neighbours Pod. Total breeze. It, it worked out easy. Yeah. And something was brewing in my head and I wrote down one word because whenever things are a little bit skew if on Neighbours, when there's drama that that's blown in from out of town, who's at fault here? Gangs. Mm. Gangs always behind it, right? The Renshaws, mm. the the tomato tomatoes gang, tomatoes gang. Remember the coffee one? Yes, mm. coffee beans, yeah. diamonds in the coffee beans. There's always gangs, right? Well, and that that brings us to the new family, doesn't it? Oh no, I'm not. No, no, no. They're oh, not embroiled okay. in this at all. No, 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 no. They're fine. They're just having a tough time over in Werribee, which we'll get to. But 
my theory is whenever there's a toady marital situation, do you know who's at the bottom of it? D mm. and the Bliss Summers contingent. Mm. And you know who was behind Andrea and D? N- Nanny Alice. Well, no, back, wind it back further, Kate. The, oh, when, the, the, the gang, reason the gang they yeah, retconned in. Yeah, D went over the cliff because of gangs. Because she witnessed something, they Andrea witnessed something to do with a gang and they thought it was D and they kidnapped the wrong twin and whatever. She got embroiled and she lived in Byron Bay to keep her identity a secret, whatever. Someone I mean, got threatened. You can see I'm taking notes right here, right? Yeah. Now. yeah, yeah. So, so are you saying Mel's got a twin too? No. Is she uh, evil? Keep up, Kate. I'm saying Andrea Summers is behind this. Who's locked in the container? Who's escaped that they don't know about. Mm. And she has hooked in with the gangs again and is threatening. Our Mel. Our Mel. Toadie, the kids. Why did she all... kill Nelly? So Mel. Oh, maybe she did kill Nelly and that's why we've got the new Nelly. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, that's What were you going to say then, CJ? So Mel... Heart of gold, as we know, she's left to save Toadie's life. Yeah, so Mel's been cornered by the gangs. Well, actually, I thought Toadie would have been, but maybe this makes sense too. Mel, you've got to get out of here, keep the Rebecca's safe. And meanwhile, because they've said Mel has gotten cold feet and she's not cold feet, they've already married. She's bottled it from the relationship because she can't hack the kids. It's more like an athlete's foot. (laughs) All all I can say is storyliners, fix it for our Mel. And. Then over on the Toady, on the Paul, sorry, on the Paul into Rage side, mm. they had this vow renewal that apparently Paul didn't turn up to, and he left mm. her high and dry, literally on on a roof or something. And my theory there is that the gangs have also gotten to Paul, mm. and he's like, "I'll do anything to protect the woman I love. I will step back." And the look, gangs are like, "Nah, we want to see these two freaks get married. Make, <laughs> make it happen." <laughs> Okay, I admit this is the point where I've stopped having reasons and excuses. I don't know anything beyond that. But that's what makes me think they're putting this on. to Maybe they're trying to lure Andrea back because she's still in love with Tony. I want Madeline West back. I don't, <laughs> care, I don't care which form she's in. <laughs> yeah, she's too busy. Oh, maybe we could get Nanny Alice on her behalf. Um, yeah. If Nanny Alice came back. Oh. <laughs> B- BYO icing sugar lady. Oh, my God. I got goosebumps thinking of her back. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they have to – well, at first I thought it was a sham wedding and they're putting it on to throw these gangs off the scent. But they're making out by themselves a lot and yeah. I can't stomach it. They went on a very romantic honeymoon to a beach like Toadie did with two previous wives and didn't have like – traumatic experiences yeah. at all one was lost at sea and the other died on the beach you would think the mere sensation of sand in his thongs mm. don't forget that time he was almost killed on bum island he got, he got conked in the head yeah yeah that man also, is not for the beach particularly particularly a bay beach i mean he that's he crashed into a bay beach out in werribee do you know that victoria the state of victoria beautiful rainforests as well like you don't have to have a beach holiday. What was that stupid camp they went to? Oh, my God. Riverbend. Oh, <laughs> Just beyond the riverbend. Well, um, friend of the pod, uh, I don't even know how to credit people because whatever, it's still Twitter. Nayblog is his name. He says, look, it still feels like we're watching some kind of special, like mm. Bum Island or Neighbours yep. versus Zombies. Not that this is actual real-life neighbours and it's going to carry on like this for hopefully another few decades. It, is, it feels like 
it's a dream, it's a special, mm. Mm. it's, yeah. Yeah, and it look, it's very, very plausible, your theory, and I would like to subscribe to it now. Thank you. Okay. It did go off the rails a bit at the end there, but look, I'm I'm not one of the storyliners. Who I, I can't flesh it but out that, myself. But they've just got to kind of redeem it for Mel. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think a, I think a lot of this is that you guys cried on TV. <laughs> and you don't want to admit that they they had you fooled and you cried on TV. No, you did, she didn't cry a bit. Well, you probably did cry when they got married. But um, you were no. crying at the end because Neighbours finished. It wasn't because. Yeah, because it, it was tears the of joy end that, of an era. That's, yeah. the, that's the ultimate. They, they, they tricked us into thinking well, it ended. Well, okay, I sent a series of screenshots of myself watching the episode around on socials and to my friends at work mm. and my friend Adam Richard friend of the pod looked at the third one and just went that's giving they brought it back for this <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we felt I'm like you brought it back for this but that's because it's not true it's there's yeah. something else is gonna happen yeah and even if it didn't, it's not planned to they've still got three months till the till, till they could write it in so three months time they could wreck on it See, the thing is, is the, the, the bit about Piper not coming and, and Puffy not there and all that. I want to hear that, like, Therese threw Mel off her balcony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why no one approves because that mm. wasn't appropriate to do that. Mm. Or, like, something like, you know, they had an affair and, yeah. you know, they've ended up together. But, you know, like, there's something skew with on this. And yeah, not, so, not it's just a couple of lonely people found each other, you know? Because it would take two years to get over a relationship like that, especially well, both Mel and Toadie and also Therese and Paul who were only back tentatively because they had that reunion pash at Mel and Toadie's wedding. Yeah, like that doesn't have to have been real. They could have woken up the next day and gone, mm, uh-huh. no. Uh, I want the vibe and yeah. it's ill thought out. But do you, yeah, know- you know, the most implausible thing here is Toadie selling the house to Trow and moving his family over to, to Rage's house. Is it happened, though? Well, he, he's putting it on the market. Oh. Yeah, and obviously I, the I, new family going to move in. 100%. Do not believe that he would leave the house that he lived in with Sonia to, to move over to the house that used to be owned by Lassiter's. The house of Blazer. <laughs> also, why would um, Rage risk her her asset by having them move in as well. You know what I thought was weird? So the way we think of it is they've been together for like a year maybe, right? Um, Toadie sleeps over after the wedding. He's on a sleeper. Yeah, he is. And he comes in, he goes, oh, I never knew how much light your house got. Have you not slept there yet? <laughs> you just married her. Yeah, saving himself for marriage like all good people do, <laughs> CJ. Oh saving God. himself for his fourth marriage. Oh, my fourth? God. Sixth. Well, yeah. Well, if we're going to talk about weddings, there was D, there was two to Steph, there was two to Sonia. One, at least one of which was a sham, got to say. Well, kind of both of them were. Yeah, so D, two Steph, two Sonia, one Melanie, and now to Rage. Yeah. And you, you know what's something that like just totally occurred to me this week? Paul's first wife. Remember her name? Uh, Terry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul's last wife. Therese? Yes. Oh, how did we never pick that up before? Because it's not the same name. No. Uh, what What do you think Terry is short for? I don't think she was born with the name Terry. Terence. It was the eighties. <laughs> well, she wasn't born in the eighties, but um, um, you know, my favourite tweet this week was from Witty Leak Five. He said, 
Reese is a Sinclair, you say? Why, yes, she's my beloved daughter. Now, would you care to join me for a weekend on Bum Island too? We have everything there. Archery, snake pits, volleyball, bedouin tents, and of course the island's famous bums. And it's attached a picture of Harry Sinclair. Yes. Is that who her dad is? Is it Milsey's lover? <laughs> that I saw that tweet too and it brought me a lot of joy because that to me is a primo bombshell because when I missed the start again of this yeah. episode when they explained who the Sinclairs were. Because mm. didn't, didn't like um, Shane Ramsey, wasn't he like a part owner at some stage? And he went off with Nat Bass at the end. Oh, yeah. I think, I think they Leaving decided against Leaving us with it. the curse that is ho-ho. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't understand. Somebody had to buy Teresa. I think that it was decided that he wasn't going to buy it. Right. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. When I saw that there was a Sinclair, I thought this is for Vaya. Because you no. always love it. You always love it when there's hotel business. Oh, for fuck's sake. But no, come on. No. The, 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 when they said she's a Sinclair and I'm like, who the fuck are the Sinclairs? There's only been one Sinclair. <laughs> if I if there was a connection to Bum Island in the first week back of the new era, we're back, baby. So much joy. Let's go back there. Let's go back to the ashes of Bum Island. No, but it's just another family from the US that's silent partners with Paul in Lassiter's. I'm actually really disappointed that after two years, Paul is still just a bit of a loser, caring too much about Lassiter's. You know what? Politics, but he's he's not caring about Lassiter's enough to actually train his new staff in <laughs> hospitality skills because they're all terrible. Like surely another star has gone off the, their rating for employing surly, dishevelled, shitty people. Ho ho is a little star. By you, get the way. A, you get a special service from Byron though. Yeah. Oh, which Byron Stone both both names on the name tag. Yeah. It's like Byron this. Stone will bone. <laughs> He takes. We've seen that from the um, from the ads. We've seen that he takes Misha up to her room mm. with the David Jones shopping bags. Yeah, a bit She's, crumpled too. That that they, they don't look like they've, you know, that she hasn't been at a personal shopping experience. She, no. She's been at the Glen. Yeah, <laughs> David Jones at the Glen. I don't even know if it's still there. <laughs> but you know what? When she's she's actually come back through a heat wave. Remember, like that time with Susan, Doug. Let's okay. Let's talk about Misha for a second. I read a, a lovely article in the um, well, actually one of the I don't click on the Daily Fail, but this one caught my eye. It was about Misha's time in Melbourne because mm. I just thought the other day, gosh, this poor American lass is she only getting to see Nana Wadding? That's a sad time. Where's she living? Is she living here? Is it, did did it tell you where she was living? Didn't it, wisely. It didn't tell me where she was living. Fair enough. But it did tell me that she had a little jaunt along the Mornington Peninsula. Um, just like Toadie and Tarange. Is that where have you have you triangulated? Yeah, yeah, I found it. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I was. I thought it was the Brighton bathing boxes. No, no. Well, you look at that and you go, Brighton's very, very flat, and that location had a lot of topography to it. Like yeah. there was cliffs. Clearly, I was looking at the topography. <laughs> and so I thought, well, I know there's bathing boxes at Mount Martha. Yeah, and oh. I do have a family connection down there, so I sent them a photo of it, and I was like, is this Mount Martha? And she's like, no, bash. You can see you can see the surf club in the distance. She'd be like, "That's that'll be your key to finding it." And she's like, "They're everywhere, basically, from Brighton South." Mm. So then I I looked kind of because then you could see the coastline kind of juts out a bit. Yeah, the, obviously. And so then I got onto the Google Maps and I was like, "All right, well, Mornington was literally the next beach from Mount Martha." It was Mornington. I love how your friends are like, 
Um, family, excuse your me. Family, family, like, no, it's not here. It's the next town. <laughs> well, she didn't know that, but that she did confirm. And so, guys, we do have to, I think we need to go down there for a nay excursion. So sure. we can, like, have a picnic in front of one of those boxes. <laughs> Or the, the very spot. I don't want to go anywhere near where Toadie and Jerry's pashed on. God, one of us might die. <laughs> what did, did he toad spawn on the, the chilly winter beach? Yeah. And, and, and Therese br- brought her work. She brought her paperwork. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Like, fucking, there's no chemistry. Just got to get some stuff done. She's, uh, she was there in her polyester dress on the beach. My polyester girl. The thing so is, is shiny. They're, um, they go to the beach they go to like it's essentially mornington as well which is look i mean mornington's all right but it's no portsy i was gonna say when when reese when uh, what's her name misha barton said in this article that she went to the mornington peninsula it would have been sorrento yeah yeah, yeah, it would have been somewhere i hope so beautiful she's like tell me that place that tina arena sings about that's where we're going but where the lassiter's conference was down there that was was beautiful yeah that was down in Sorrento. Okay. Oh. That's where they saw Glenn for the first time. Oh, my God, Glenn. Yeah. yeah. He was brought up this week on the in the Facebook group and I was like, literally had forgotten, had wiped Glenn from my memory and existence. Didn't he? Um, forgot he existed. I forgot that you existed. Did he? No, he sent a note to the wedding wishing them well. He did not. Yeah. What's it? Was, I'm oh. sure that was in there. Was that in my head? No, it probably happened. But because <laughs> no, you know, it just popped into my head then. Oh, fucking gas cans. It didn't though, did he? <laughs> yeah, a pigeon came and shat on them. <laughs> notice that terrible tram still there? Oh, is that? You, you'd noticed. think after the latest mushroom headlines what's, what's that doing? that place would be shut down. Yeah. Well, Carl's got to be doing something. Oh, no, he's still working, I think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know we're all over the shop, but why isn't um, Susan doing some casual relief teaching? Oh, because, no, she's taking a payout. Mm. Yeah, but you can still come back. That's what my auntie did. She's okay. like a senior teacher. She retired, still goes back to the same school, 400 bucks a day. Yeah. Oh, it's all also, right. You know, could be doing work like um, exams. There's so yeah. many well, teachery yeah, things. Exactly, that's what my parents go and yeah. do. Yeah, tutoring as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She could, like... You know, one of Paul's children needs tutoring. I'm Ooh. sure there's another one that's but it, coming through. But, but instead she's got a shopping addiction, which is mm. as serious as Marge Simpson's wine drinking addiction. Oh, I love this. I, okay, are we, are we finished with the honeymoon? Do we have yeah. anything yeah, else yeah, to say about the beach? We've moved on. Yeah. 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 The Please. only point that I, I do have one more point yeah. is I saw an interview with oh, Ryan. That's and, right. I was going to pick um, up my Misha interview, but yes. Yeah, with uh, Beck. Um, and they're trying to sell this relationship. No, no. Very, and look, they're good actors. And I'm happy for them to have something else to do on something they worked with for more than a decade. Like it's a yeah. new scene partner. Have so have a great time with it. Yeah. Get those tongues down those throats. But don't make me get excited about it. No. I mean, I always assume that there's some sort of gang gangland <laughs> figure lurking behind a bathing box. Well, that's where my theory falls down a little. I mean, did, did she bring the taram masalata <laughs> and the olives to the beach picnic? <laughs> well, maybe I thought, I thought maybe, look, I don't have an answer. Maybe they had cameras on, GoPros on them and they were sending footage back. To, I don't know. I don't mm. know. So, okay, back on this article, I was reading about Misha's time in our, in our fair state of Victoria. She's enjoyed her time on the Mornington Peninsula. She has uh, apparently frequented the Paran Market. Mm-hmm. I, I had a fancy lunch from there not long ago. Yeah. 
and she enjoys a fancy lunch at a place called Beverly on Chapel Street in South Yarra. And there's apparently a rooftop restaurant and they specialise in Californian cuisine. Oh, there you go. So have they got... There's mac and cheese on there. Don't you worry about it. Don't even worry about it. There's also gluten-free items. There's like lobster mac and cheese or something. We have to go, basically, if we're talking about so excursions. We'll add, we'll add this to the list, okay? Yeah. Winery, yeah. beach, Beverly. And look... Beverly Marshall. <laughs> I won't take it out of Patreon because it's the prices are exorbitant. <laughs> but um, she's having a decent time. She, they're showing her the good sides. Someone's told her the fancy places to go. Okay. I saw a lovely interview with her talking about her last scene on the OC, her, her amazing death scene. Oh. Um, and Stefan was with her and he oh. was just like, oh, yeah. And I'm thinking like, <laughs> Stefan's probably died 15 times as well. That was first death, was it? Okay. Like, oh, you, you've done a death. Cute little thing. <laughs> I do worry a bit that she has been kidnapped. She doesn't look thrilled to be a part of it. Well, she's she's dated worse than Toad. Misha. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. I was still thinking of Therese. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't, doesn't look thrilled to be part of it. No, I wouldn't be she either. She does but, actually you know. look a bit like she's at gunpoint when she's making oh, Misha, out with him. Yeah, Misha's yeah. not... 100% committing to the bit, really. <laughs> I actually think it's it's not her fault. I think often they write these American harpy women in. They've yeah. done it just last time we were with them. With Jane, Jane Badler, she was one. I wasn't going that far back. I was just going over with uh, Tamman Sursock who came in as oh, yeah. Montana. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it is a trope. It is a neighbour's trope. It's a trope where they come in. Diana or someone? They yeah, get, yeah, that was yeah. Jane Badler. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. They come in and they're like, why isn't everything going my way? And instead of where every American I've ever met is over the top, vivacious, warm, positive. Yeah. And like I would expect an American hotelier to come in and be like, oh, we're known for our hospitality and, you know, like over the top and warm. And yeah. I, it, whereas and that would be more of a shocking villain to me, someone hiding behind. Instead we get some Anna Wintours in. Yeah, three of them. Yeah, I can't imagine Anna Wintour buying <laughs> I think I don't think she'd take her gloves off as she went inside. No, God, no. And then all those montages where they're giving her a tour and then Paul sees like a pot plant toppled over. And then and there's two staff standing less than a metre away and those lazy pricks have not just gone, I know it's not my job, but you know what, I'm going to stand that upright and just with my own hands no, and scoop the dirt back in. Paul has to shake his fist at them like, you pesky employees. But I'm like, if Paul's real tour of Lassiter's would be like, so this is where my most current ex-wife was dangling from the balcony. And here on the mezzanine here, you'll find where my uh, ex-wife, not the last one, but the previous one, pushed me off the, this balcony. <laughs> and here we find my previous ex-wife's um, son died in this very spot. Yeah. And sometimes we do see his ghost around. Yeah, we've paved over it. There's a plaque up. Don't worry about yeah. it. Oh, and this, you know, I, I came back and, um, you know, came to... Lassiter's to kill a man just to see him die. Yeah. And I also enjoy that once he found out that Reese was a the silent hotel partner there to spy on them, he then immediately wants to promote her to a better room. Like he's been putting her in a shit room this whole time. Well, he's – okay. Well, I was thinking like he finds out what services she's used in the hotel, mm. which I, I'm amazed that Lassiter's is keeping the key swipe data. Mm. From all of the, like that doesn't sound like something they've got. It must have been an accident. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't sound. <laughs> Holly like must have left some switch What's, flipped. Mate, it's all on the dark web anyway. Yes, yeah, yeah. true. So he finds out that she's been there three weeks. Now the thing that gets me about that is Paul 
is dedicated to that mm. hotel. Nothing else. He would know if mm. there was an American six foot American blonde woman, he would know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe that for a second that he did not notice her around. Byron noticed her. When did he become so relaxed about shitty employees as yeah. well? Well, he says he's doing – he's hired Ho-Ho as a favour. He says as a favour to my friend. Who, it's, it's my friend's child. But hold up. When has Carl been his friend? Well, that's what I mean. I reckon mm-hmm. he's doing it out of loyalty to Izzy. Yeah. yeah. His other previous ex. <laughs> is, Lizzie, is Izzy in on this as well? The, the toad thing? Mm. Maybe. She's, she's running the time. game. She doesn't have time for that. No, she's got Shane, Shane Ramsey Well, he still now. wasn't going to fire her. It took Reese to fire Ho-Ho. And apparently Ho-Ho has had – so Holly Hoyland, Carl's love child – well, not even love child, just, yeah, well, bonus child with Izzy Hoyland mm-hmm. is well, now basically, – basically she's the um, little Hugo to Carl. Yeah, and she is – She's firstly, she's dropped her English accent. Mm-hmm. I mean, good for her, the actress. <laughs> yeah, well, I think she's Aussie. So I think – Yeah, I mean, that's good for her because yeah. that, that would be a lot of work. To, yeah, to keep up. So she's dropped that, which I guess plausibly her mum, her mum's Aussie. So hmm. in in whoever, wherever she was growing up in the UK, she could just talk like That's her mum. Some bogan enclave. <laughs> so she might have gone to an international school maybe. full of bogans. <laughs> it's called uh, Frankston Tech. <laughs> Apparently now she's staying with the Kennedys and is has lost four jobs now. Apparently she's gone through three jobs till they hired her at the hotel. So where does that mean she's worked? Has she worked at Harold's? I reckon definitely Harold's. I reckon Carl tried to get her a job at the hospital because she. I thought she had medical aspirations. Patient services, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's probably an orderly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Patient. she she was going to go to med school, so something's gone wrong here. Oh, that's mm. something. Well, apparently unless, she had a rough time with her travels. Mm. I hear, I hear. Unless Izzy was just blowing smoke up his ass and said, "Oh, I need this mm. money because Holly's going to go to med school." Yeah, man. Holly's like, "Nah, Holly's going on a Contiki tour." <laughs> Holly needs a really humbling job to make her realize she was on a pretty sweet deal at Lasseter's. Well, they Paul could have had her in the laundry, like oh, yeah, like Harlow. Did, yeah, he did that to her, didn't he? Yeah. Um, or we find out later in the week one of our new family members is a handy woman. Mm-hmm. Or actually, is that nursery still thriving? Or is we that, haven't heard hide nor hair of it. Or this is week. That, has that shriveled? Because mm. she could be shoveling manure over there. Yeah, I feel like Therese isn't going to pop on the overalls <laughs> to run that joint. Mel would have. Yeah. Mm. Drink Stevens. Yeah. Oh. No. I don't care. Well, the drinks divas can't serve to race. Well, I did hear that Amy comes back for a bit. Oh, that's on the rumor mill. Who, who bloody knows? Who bloody knows? So, a couple. Okay, we've got a couple of things to cover off. Um, uh, new family, family with a mystery. Well, it's a mystery I don't care about. No, the mystery I care about is the fact that they were living in Werribee and, and they've, they've come all the way to Erinsborough <laughs> and they are planning on building again in Werribee and. I have been asked to suspend my belief a lot with neighbours over the years, but this is one step too far. Do you, I, I looked up, 4.30 today, how long it takes to drive from Werribee to Erinsborough, and it was 90 minutes. <gasps> exactly. Because of traffic, big ain't, traffic. Yeah, ain't nobody commuting there. And if, if old mate mum is a doctor... Mm. So Remy, who I can't call her Remy, we have to think of a new name for her because that's my son's name. But Old mate doctor. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Varga Murphy. Dr. VN. No, Dr. Mum. Dr. Mum. Love it. Uh, how is she? I, I can only assume she must be working for Western Health somewhere. Wait, is she Ma or Mum? Because they have two names for them. We'll figure it out. Uh, this, she's Dr. Mum. Okay. okay. 
So, where be? Why wouldn't you? If you're a doctor, why wouldn't you go to Anglesey or something? Well, I don't from Werribee. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to have a little commute, mm. have a nice one. I'm sorry. What doctor is living in Werribee? Full stop. Yeah, one hundred percent. They're living in Williamstown. Williamstown for sure. And where Werribee? Werribee's where to be? That's what the old shopping plaza. Look, okay. Jingle. Neighbors, listeners. We know Werribee from Toadie and Dee's wedding mm-hmm. at Werribee Mansion, which is the nicest place in Werribee yep. because mm-hmm. right next door to it though sadly is one of the worst, which is the Werribee sewage treatment plant. Yeah, although friends of the pod, Sarah and Paul, had a lovely day out there bird watching. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's always But also there's silver linings. Suburbs and suburbs of low cost new housing as well, which is fine. Yeah, like yeah. I think that's where the handy mum, that's I feel that's probably the right suburb for her out there. But Doctor Mum, what's going on there? Also apparently her her parents were gonna put them up, this new family. The Varga Murphys, so we've got a couple um, Kara and Remy, and Kara is a sparky slash handy woman. She, she said, looks, I, ha- she I had looks, a handy woman business. She looks very Rebecca as yeah. well. And and the doctor mum is a doctor. We find out because there's an exquisite choking scene in mm-hmm. the waterhole. It gave me fond memories of Neighbours of Yesteryear. Where I, in my days, my forgotten days as an extra, where I had to be an onlooker where there were dramatic scenes mm, mm-hmm. and I wasn't paid to speak. So someone could be dying in front of me and I had to just stand there like a lump. Like, oh, I'm I mean, these concerned. days you just get out your phone and film it. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's what the, I feel like that's what her friend, her companion should have done. This woman that was choking and um, Dr. Mum ran over to save her. Story, I'm a doctor. And Carl comes over. He's like, oh, let me try. I'm a doctor. She's like, no, it's all right. I already said I'm a doctor. Don't mansplain doctoring to me. Mm-hmm. And treated her, helped this lady. And her companion did not get up from his seat, did not pat her on the back, did nothing. And then Dr. Mum looks at him and goes, are you okay? Like, yeah, you, he's so traumatized. He had to watch someone choke. He's <laughs> like, that, that was a death cap, you know. I was trying to make her eat it. Like, he may as well have been filming it for TikTok because he did not budge. Anyway, I really enjoyed that scene. But, yeah, there's some there's some mystery that one of the kids is, like, looking in the bloody neighbor's book, blah, blah, because he's looking for his dad, we can only assume. So, clearly, when you've got lesbian mums, where are the dads? We don't care. It doesn't matter because they are a family unit. It's, okay. It shouldn't be about where but the dads which are. which of the neighbor's man is the dad? The first thought. Is Carl Kennedy? Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's, he's a doctor. We know he has jizzed in that hospital. We know there was a, yeah there was a program that he was a part of. There was, actually, there was a program that a whole bunch of oh, errands for men. Didn't they? The jizzing. <laughs> oh, please, please, may it not be Brad. Jesus Christ. Um, that's not going to be Brad. He's not coming back. It's no. got to be one of the ones that's there or coming Cause back. Because the whole point is that um, Kara says JJ the one that looks like Mini Billy Kennedy mm. slash Byron. I can't keep JJ and Byron straight in my head well uh, jj doesn't have tips in his hair anyway there's there's two vanilla milkshake boys on the street and i can't keep them straight um he jj doesn't shake carl's hand yeah and and jj was the one that looked up the listing for the airbnb what do they call it rent a home rent a house something like that he said let's go here and he's digging up something yeah so we're led to believe and he finds like he does a lot of wistful looks around the street and he picked up Microplastics off the strip. horrifying. <laughs> that should horrify us all. Two-year-old wedding confetti. They're, they're like in penguin bellies as mm. we speak. And to he, be fair, though, like if you let that much glitter out on the street, you would still be. You'd be, it. You'd be sta- trampling it into your house. Yeah. So Carl is one of the contenders. 
Paul, always a contender, always, even if he didn't mean to. He just accidentally impregnated some stranger. But if you won't shake Carl's hand and Carl's not the sperm donor, I wonder, like, is there a reason he doesn't like Carl? Did Carl maybe, like, kill someone with bad medical treatment? Or, or maybe he's just maybe, a teenage boy who doesn't want to shake hands with strangers. Maybe it's an OCD thing. Yeah, he's, he's grown up in the COVID era. Yeah, interesting. Yep. Speaking of people that have killed people, hmm. do you know who's bosom buddies that shouldn't be? Hmm. Mackenzie and Sadie, when Sadie's the reason Mackenzie's oh, yeah. husband is dead. Mackenzie's yeah. just too Pollyanna-ish. She is in her next chapter. Hmm. She is feeling great. She's got Hendrix hanging around her neck. For a bit. She takes him off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's ready, apparently. It makes me very nervous to see precious rings on fine necklaces. <laughs> yeah. And she has a lovely housemate called Has, lovely tall drink of water. Yep, two housemates. She's got um Byron as well. Yeah. Oh, I never saw he's him in a house. Home. No. Yeah, he's never home because he's kipping over at Lassiter's suite. Has um they have this? Oh, are we on a date at the wedding? Are we not? Oh. Uh, mm. um, oh, but then they went home together, and then it re- it's revealed. Yeah, they live together. Yeah. So disappointing. Disappointing. And but what's not disappointing is that. Has brings with him a wonderful new cast member, a beautiful shaggy dog called Trevor. <laughs> um, worryingly, brings him on to into a food preparation so area. So gross. I mean, it's like Harold hasn't had the best track record for health and safety. No. Um, and yeah, there was a scene where Has was talking to Harold, and there was some sort of groan or something <laughs> from the dog, and he's like, "Oh, it's my. It's actually, it's my belly." And that's got not a, good for a food area no, either. No, that's worse. That's like when – remember when the thruple got crabs <laughs> and Lassiter's they, – they all thought everyone got it from Lassiter's and then Lassiter's said, oh, no, it wasn't crabs, it was bed bugs. And you go, that's much worse than crabs, okay? Like that's that's like you're going to have to like burn all your mattresses and carpet. Like crabs is just – is treatable, isn't it? But, yeah, like having <laughs> – like a bloody gastro outbreak at your cafe is far worse, probably, than having the odd dog hair in your muffin. And he's bought it. He's like, well, actually, speaking of dog hair, the whole reason Ho-Ho got fired is because the last straw, the straw that broke the camel's back is um, Reese had a hair in her coffee. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, which that must have come from the dog. Which is disgusting. A little hair of the dog. That'll <laughs> heal what ails you. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh, um, which yeah. is tricky because it was in a takeaway cup, so it would have had to gone through the little hole. Also, yeah, and she like I think it was like this like vibe where she was like pulling it out of like her mouth. Oh, oh dog! Yeah. But she said it like it was a very common thing. There's a hair in my coffee. It's not, it's not like there's a hair in my soup or there's a hair in my sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Ho Ho's behind the counter at the um lesson, at the water hole. And, like, yeah, she's got her hair loose. I'm like, lady, food prep area, I want to see hair pulled back. I've noticed that they're very free and easy with the Lasseter's employees. They're behind the waterhole counter a lot. Well, this is where I'm like, I feel there's, you know, like there's a staffing issue mm. much like everywhere. Mm. That's why they've got the absolute dregs working there. Mm. And poor um, Wendy's there with a tray of croissants trying to impress mm. the American. What, what does Wendy do? She was a bar. She's the proprietor of. She's the bar manager of um, Waterfall. So she's a new Sheila. Yeah, because she she came in from Sheila and she's like, "Oh, is there a job going? I used to run pubs." 
Yeah, but she's um, she talks to Susan about how she wants to get like career counselling from Susan. And so Susan's whole thing is that she's taken a – I don't know, I, th- I guess it was a retirement package, but I thought something had happened to that school, like it had burnt down three more times in the last two years. I mean, God only knows how many more terrorist <laughs> incidents have happened. Um, I get the vibe so that she – Susan says – so she, Susan, it's – it's it's hinky, like you guys described, the whole week between Carl and Susan, which we're used to. We're used to them being... That's how it left she's, off. She's taken a payout yeah. and said, like, in an ominous way rather than going, well, that's a bloody bonus because you could have retired without a payout. Yeah. Like, just, you know, left out on the street. And mm-hmm. Carl is basically seeing that as a lifeline to their relationship. Like, I pissed away our super by donating, uh, investing in um, Tam and Sir Sock's makeup company which i had totally forgotten about yeah so thank you for reminding me that that's because that's when all the news of the cancellation was dropping and we just did not have time we couldn't handle makeup storylines at the time it was fashion week Mm. but susan's concerning shopping addiction where she spent twenty thousand dollars over on jewelry over the matter of months and i'm like i could spend 20 grand on jewelry in an hour And she had so many boxes. And like someone said on Twitter today, who actually I think it was the perfect blend, saying I, I, I doubt that. Well, hang on, I'll just I will quote them. Yeah, she was obviously going to like Klein's. Or, um, or just an ASOS subscription or something. Because <laughs> they were arriving regularly in boxes in parcels. Yeah, why not, you know, go and buy half a Birkin? Like I don't understand <laughs> it. How much do you reckon she got? I don't I'm terrible with numbers. You could tell me anything and I'd be impressed. I said, yeah, I could spend 20K on jewellery in an afternoon. And the Perfect Blend said, just in the grabbing machine at the arcade trying to win it. <laughs> then seriously, though, how many boxes did Susan have for 20K? There can't be anything too decent there. No. She is fancy Susan, though, in the opening credits. She's in her fancy kind of um, flared sleeves, like blue shirty blazer oh, top. And viewers have been shocked this week because we've seen her forearms. I'm loving her style. She's wearing orange. She's wearing lovely bright colours. And I just don't understand. Just have to worry about students spitting on her anymore. No. Oh, God. I just I, – I don't understand. So the whole theory is that she she's keeping something from Carl and it's in the jewellery boxes and it, I and felt, it was jewellery. It was very jewelry. literal. And she, she kept it in an unlocked cupboard, which if I had Ho-Ho living with me, valuables would be kept in a safe. <laughs> Um, but the thing is, I felt like she was addicted to jewelry yeah. or something. Like I didn't, I didn't really understand. <laughs> but it looks like jewelry that you'd buy on the Home Shopping Network. Yes. Oh, I'd love it if it was the Home Shopping Network. Yeah. It's Sim- diamond esque. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to simulated sapphires. <laughs> it's not diamonds because their their reasoning on the Shopping Channel, the reason why like rich people would should buy diamond esque is. You don't want to wear your $50,000 engagement ring out in the street oh, where it no, could get love. stolen. Oh, no, of course. You pop on your diamond-esque and then if it goes missing, you just call us up again and we'll get another one. You can wear it to the resort. Oh, God. <laughs> or to the beach with Toadie. Also, and she can't even enjoy it. Like she goes to wear the bracelet to the wedding and then she's embarrassed and puts it back in the box. Lady, one would kind of assume that maybe over the years your doctor husband may have bought you something nice. Well, no. Not him, but yeah. <laughs> no. Usually. And Dr. Mum would be buying her nice things more than Carl would and they haven't met yet. Maybe maybe Sparky wife gets nice things. So anyway, Susan is angry because she's given up like her, her very being mm. to take this power and, and, and we're led to believe that she sort of had to. Because Carl spent all the money on makeup. And, um, <laughs> but they're, if they're 
sport. Not in, the, not in the fun way, Carl. This is exactly why she should be doing casual relief teaching. Imagine what level of beauty loop he is, though, with all that money he spent on makeup. Oh, and Ho Ho sang like a canary. What a fucking shit of a kid. She was a lovely, sweet girl, and now the the Izzy is coming through. Where she's mm. any in, as soon as she's a little bit inconvenienced, she drops Susan in it because Susan had confided in her or like got caught out with the jewelry, and she's like, "Go look in the cupboard." She's all like, "This is Susan, isn't it?" Like telling you bad things about it's me. Like, what telling you to? Try and keep your job so that we can continue to support you. And it's like, fuck off, you're not actually my stepchild, okay? Yeah. Like, you're my husband's child. Yeah, so. Anyway, I'm, no, I am enjoying Holly's. I'm here for hot mess, Holly. Yeah, me too. Because we always need a hot mess. When she held her hand up to Reese in, like, that first scene when she was like, no, I don't have time for you, hotel guest, I loved it. And the standout moment for me from Ho Ho is when I realised the English accent was gone for good is when she was describing Reese to Byron and she goes, that stuck-up mole. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, welcome, Aussie girl. The thing is, but Izzy herself was a charming person. Did the charm completely skip Ho Ho? I mean, there's a lot of Kennedy. She's very Kennedy, Holly. Like, she, she's there's a lot of Kennedy in there that's yeah. bursting to get out as well. So it's Kennedy without any Sues. Mm. Was Mal her her stepdad brother for a while as they well? Were gonna, they hooked up, remember? Oh, God, that's uh. right. Yeah. I think I prefer Izzy and Mal to Toadie and Therese. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, because they're both awful, awful people. So... so we we haven't a couple of things we haven't discussed. No, we've discussed almost everything. The only thing we have not discussed is Jane and Mike. Uh, we, we barely touched on them. Well, yeah. they were uh, video chatting, and they I think they're going to reunite in England, and it's ominous. Mm. Well, it's ominous firstly because he's not in the opening titles. <laughs> mm. Good point. And the opening titles don't have anyone's names on them, which is oh, weird. I had, to, I had to watch the opening titles three times this week trying to find Mel in it. She's not in them. And I was, baby Madge was beside me and she's like, oh, no, I saw her. So we rewound again and we saw her and she's like, there she is there. And I was like, no, that's Jane. Oh. All old ladies I, look the same to Madge. She, she had a moment where she saw the, the first episode and she's like, but but he, pointing at Toadie, got married to Mel. What's going on? She's, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I agree. It's a valid point. And do you know, on the opening titles for a moment, I don't know about starting on a beach. That's I mean, they're not... still down in Mornington. I mean, good, yeah. good for them. They've found a beach. I look. I don't. I don't. The whole point of neighbours is we've never had to involve a beach. Okay, yeah. Br- Brad could teach surfing on grass. Mm-hmm. We don't need to go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Just keep everybody near the lake. You know, both of us have said Brad tonight, and I feel dirty. Yeah, just drab. It's drab. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We, we were trying to keep it fresh for a new era. Yeah, and I, I don't want the beach. They, and it was even right at the start of mm. when Susan's. You know, monologue. That picnic on the beach just looked unpleasant. Mm. Yeah, it's not right. Nobody just, wants to do that. If you're going to have to beach, I preferred it when the Flamingo Bar was there. You have a manufactured beach. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Much better. Yeah. So, look, we'll pick up Jane we, and Mike next week. They are week. the Garden State. There are lovely gardens you could have a picnic in. Mm. They could have had their holiday in the CBD. <laughs> in a decent hotel. Yeah, or the Otways. Look at the glowworms at night. It's a lovely time. That place where Susan and... um. And and um and Millsy went that cabin, <laughs> the shallow grave. <laughs> That's more romantic. Hmm. Well, we'll pick up Jane and Mike next week. There'll be more excitement. There'll be more um, Varga Murphys 
I will look forward to their story unfolding. But that these are, I 100% believe your theory, but also I love the idea of Harry Sinclair being. <laughs> well, you know, has is short for Harry, we learn as well. Oh, yeah. Um, Harry Sinclair. Yeah. So, okay. Theories. CJ, yours have been sort of sprinkled in. Do you have any, is there anything revel, revel, revelatory that we haven't touched on? No, no. I'm just, if they're going to be together, okay, fine. No, but I need, yeah. I need it to be a little, uh, there needs to be a reason why no one is for it. That's not, oh, come on, guys, that's not good. Well, look, I'm waiting for it to unravel. It has to unravel. Otherwise, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We can't just accept it. She didn't like her previous stepdaughter. Also, never forget that they've changed the credits on us before. When Nicolette went missing and they whipped her mm. out of the credits and then oh. whipped her back in. When Misha Barton leaves, that, that's going to be like, yeah, we'll just play the yeah. one without her walking into the pool. Yeah, clip it straight out. Like, bring, bring, and I'd prefer to see Mrs. Punt just stroll through. Um, we don't know yet what happened to the Tanakas, like Leo, da- uh, sorry, David, Aaron, Baby Isla, Nicolette. We don't know. That'll come back. And we get, got a hint that Glenn and Kiri went up to move to Magnetic Island. Oh, yeah. Just Shout out to our friend. Friend of the pod, Sammy. And that was the last holiday I had, probably ever. Because <laughs> then I had a baby two months later and then, COVID hit. Then there was questions online. Surely that can't be the real name of an island. And surely it is because I'm pretty sure it was named by our favourite colonist, Captain Cook. <laughs> uh, yes, that's. Sarcasm, but uh, there's a geographic reason why it's called Magnetic Island. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because his compass went haywire. Yeah, when he was there. There. Don't need yeah. to Google you it. Don't need to Google it. Kate's here. Kate's here, gang. Don't worry about it. We don't actually. We don't currently have a regular final segment, except CJ reminded us last time that since we are watching Neighbours as a form of self care, that we should go around and share a gratitude. I have a gratitude. Okay. It's a bit, so it's it's on Misha the the opening sequence with Misha. Everyone is in like a um, you know pool party vibes in the famous Melbourne sun. Mm. Misha Barton, nah, she's wearing stockings and a black dress, and I love that because that is basically what I wear all the time. <laughs> so thank you for dressing for Melbourne. I'm grateful. Okay, my, my gratitude is I never have to watch fucking Ten Peach again. Yeah. My gratitude is um, Arancini balls because they I was they occupied my mind for the better part of the week because I want to know what Leo's winery is doing serving bad Arancini balls at a wedding. What is going on in his kitchen? Why do they taste like socks? I think they they just must be very bland with maybe a touch of blue cheese in them. Do you think? Why is he calling them risotto balls when it's a classy establishment? <laughs> Um, and so, like, you can say that there are no ceramic pigs, but there's hint of pig every now and then. Has there been one of those um, provincial licensing things on Arancini? You can only call them Arancini if they're from a particular region, whereas if they're from regional Victoria, you have to call them risotto bowls. <laughs> um, so that's my gratitude, is getting to deep dive into the granular aspects like that and the fact that Carl still shops at Aldi because he was pouring his cereal from a box of Just Bran. <laughs> Guys, you know they've been listening to the pod if we see some snack offs in there. Yeah. Um, sorry, I have to – so on the live we brought up – I'd somehow slipped into one of our old episodes when I was re-listening to a podcast that we're on. I do that all the time. I'm weird. Um, and well, – Self-care, mate. Sometimes listening to yeah, us it's true. soothes – 
laughing at my own jokes. Anyway, um, and you were on it, Kate, obviously. Mm. And um, you said, I don't care how they play it to me. I don't care if they deliver me electrical shocks every 30 seconds or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Vaya on the live brought up, but no, nah, second it's back. She's like, I'm not watching Peach. <laughs> Peach, and I'll tell no. you why you can like if I have to watch 10 play, which I do now and then, oh god, that's a grim experience. Yeah. How can they have not fixed that fucking app in like what? How old is it now? 12 years old or something? It's- I set my series link and it somehow gives me the option to watch it back on any of the channels it's on, like 10, 10 HD, or Peach. And I'm just like, delete, delete, delete. Ladies, it's available to watch through Prime Video. You know how it was meant to be on delay for a week? No, I watched episodes one and two on there this very week. Well, let's get on there. Bezos, let's give it another run. Yeah. Get the numbers up. It's because he's got next day delivery. (laughs) He's like, I can't let them wait a week. Well, what a a ride it's been. Like, it did feel the minute the episode finished, after I picked myself up, it was like putting on an old comfy pair of tracksuit mm. pants that you grabbed out of the wardrobe and went, oh, these are soft. And they've given us a hook as well, haven't they? Yeah, a talking point. That's all. Like, I, my biggest fear was that I was going to turn it on and have nothing to react to. Yeah, That's they, they had Toadie and Therese marry each other, for God's sake. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Don't you dare think I'm falling for this. <laughs> Puppet masters. I'm not your puppet. I'm not falling for it. Bring, it, bring out the butcher's tape. Bring out the butcher's paper because we're going to be writing down all the theories. Hit, hit us up with them. Neighbourspod at gmail.com. Neighbourspod. What's it called? The Facebook group. Neighbours. Council. Mm-hmm. YouTube channel. Neighbourspod. We might pop up. Subscribe so you can get our live stream alerts. And we haven't said this for a while. Jump on and, and re- rate and review us. Yes, share the episode. Post it into your stories that you're listening to our podcast. Yeah. And also, I'm still on Twitter. I'm still remued on Twitter. Yeah. I've defected over to threads. I'm doing some live tweeting. Is anyone on threads? I didn't know yeah. people were there. It's really comfy and quiet and cozy. It's, oh, it's like it's no judgment threads. I'm just doing stream of consciousness watching neighbours and no one's getting in my way. Yeah, because mm. like the people I follow on Instagram are not the people I wish to hear the opinions of no it's, it's it's the same people following me over to threads that i was talking to on twitter okay <laughs> fair enough but i am i'm loving seeing all the old familiar faces and familiar names pop back up on twitter and we can all tweet at the same time now and our some of our favorites over in the neighbors council as well yeah starting off some lovely threads and cj has ha- launched a takeover of instagram yes i've been on on the gram i've been um lunchtime gramming <laughs> So Neighbours Pod is our Instagram mm-hmm. and CJ the Hot Mess Mum is CJ's own account. Yeah, it's it's laborious to change accounts. So you never know who you're going to – like if you talk to one of them, I'll answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate everyone jumping back on board, flying the brand enthusiasm flag. And, uh, and you know what, ladies, it has been lovely catching up tonight. Yes. It has been. Got, a, got out of the house or in my case <laughs> went to another room. That's nice too. Uh, Thanks, girls. Thanks, everyone. And uh, we will chat to you next week. Next week. Bye.